Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. When is a podcast not a podcast? When it's a newsletter from a podcast. And no, I'm not talking about just sticking a link to your latest episode in your existing newsletter. That's just being lazy. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. This week, it's all about things your podcast can do other than make more podcasts. How you can leverage that. Yesterday, what are you talking about yesterday? Yesterday was about live shows, which are quite different than what you're thinking. It's not a live recording of your show. It's something totally different. It's an event. And today, taking the same tack, but with newsletters. Now, you might be thinking, newsletters? I get a newsletter for my business, my blog. You mean just stick an episode in the newsletter? No. No, that's not what I mean at all. You might also think I mean, well, just take your podcast, transcribe it like you do, Evo, rewrite it so that it's written for the human word, and put that out as a newsletter. No, that's not what I mean. Yes, I do that, but that's an email. That's very different. I'm not suggesting that. What I want to think about, or what I want you to think about with me, is how you could utilize a newsletter for your podcast. Brand new newsletter. If you already have a newsletter, okay. You've got your own challenges with that because you know, we may not want more than one newsletter. But a lot of working podcasters who don't have an existing newsletter, I think should really consider having a newsletter. But those that do have it oftentimes get it a little wrong. Or a lot wrong, in my opinion, really. Because they're not really using the newsletter as a newsletter is designed to be utilized. They're using it as an announcement. They're using it as a promotional tool. Hey, I've got a new episode. Listen to it. That's not what a newsletter is designed to do. More importantly, that's not what people who subscribe to newsletters want. Newsletters have been around for the longest time. But you may not know this. They're kind of having a little bit of a resurgence as of late. There are some companies out there, Substack, uh, is one that is making it easier for you to create your own newsletter and push it out to people, and they will pay you for that. Oh, that's kind of cool. We have tools like Stoop, S-T-O-O-P, Stoop, which are changing the way that we, the readers of newsletters, interact with newsletters, getting them out of our inboxes. So there's a new resurgence in newsletters. And just like you should be thinking about what does my podcast audience want for my podcast? You should be thinking, what does my newsletter audience want from me, from this podcast that I do? And there's a few things you could do with a newsletter, but I think the easiest thing, and the one I really want to focus on today, is using your newsletter as overspill catch. 
to catch the things you can't put on your podcast. Now, I do a show four days a week, so this doesn't actually work for me. But for most people who do a show weekly or fortnightly or even monthly, there's probably more content that you could be talking about, that your podcast brand, your podcast brand, could be talking about that you just don't have time to sit in the studio and record. I get it. A newsletter can be a great way to keep that information flowing and getting it out to the people. Maybe not even the listeners of your show. I'm not even worried about keeping the listeners of your show happy. I'm more concerned about keeping your audience, your overall audience, well-fed with content. And I think a newsletter is a cornerstone way for you to do that. Yes, it does require extra work. The good news is, it doesn't require any extra mic time. It doesn't. It doesn't require any additional audio engineering time because you're just doing text. Well, text and images. By the way, if you're tempted to put audio in your newsletter, resist that temptation. Because newsletters are read in email clients and these new newsletter-specific clients that don't really like to handle embedded audio players. You can put a link in there, but that's going to pop out of the newsletter onto a black page and it's going to look kind of crappy. So don't worry about the audio. That's not the idea. Newsletter audiences today, as recording this in mid-October of 2019, not really, uh, not really designed for that, so don't even try it. So instead, think about what sorts of newsletter content, what sorts of descriptive text information you could put out to people. Now, maybe you blog. Maybe you blog and you say, well, that's what I'm doing there. Why don't I just take my blog posts and republish them as a newsletter? Well, that's not a newsletter. That's email distribution of your blog post, which is fine. Just like I do email distribution of my podcast episodes. That's fine. Neither of those things are a newsletter. A newsletter is something specific. Kind of like your podcast is something specific, right? You don't just narrate the blog posts from your site, do you? You shouldn't. They're very different things. Same thing for a newsletter. It's a different beast. So if you have extra content, and you probably do, maybe you have guests that weren't perfect for your show for whatever reason, consider taking and, and having an email conversation with them. Sure, that can actually work. That could be newsletter content somebody might want to read as an individual episode. Also, don't think of your newsletters as a summary of all the things you posted last week. Again, that's just email distribution of an update. Nobody really wants to read and engage with that. Your goal with the newsletter is to get people to really read and engage with the content that you've made. So a big update thing, while that's fine, you can send an update out. That's fine. I'm not talking about that. That's fine. That's not what I'm talking about here. That's not the kind of newsletter somebody wants to have in their inbox or in Stoop or whatever else that they're using to consume the content. But because you're a podcaster, you're a content creator. You've already mastered the art of figuring out how to distill a conversation, a story, an idea, down to audio form. Just do that again, except do it for the intent of distributing it out in someone's inbox, in a whole bunch of people's inbox. That's the idea. 
think about newsletters for your podcast, a newsletter that you could publish on a regular basis for your podcast that isn't your podcast, that isn't a summary of your podcast, that isn't a rundown of all the episodes you missed. Again, that's email distribution. I mean a true newsletter where people can go, I wonder what this show has to say today for me to read as opposed to me to listen to. I think you should think about having a newsletter. It's one of the many non-podcasty ways that your podcast can serve your existing and a brand new audience. And yeah, you can have breadcrumb trails back to your podcast episodes. Absolutely, you can have that. But the true intent of this, and I want to speak with you today, is making the newsletter for a newsletter's sake. So do you have a newsletter right now? Do you Are you doing it? Do you think I'm a crazy person? Let's talk about that. You can leave a comment right here. I'll see it. Or you can go to flick.group slash podcast pontifications and say it there. A little private group that we have with about 70 people now. It's kind of crazy. If you want to support the show, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and buy me a coffee. Do it every month or actually set it up so that it automatically buys me a coffee every month. That's nice. And if you're in business and you need somebody helping your overall strategy and how podcasting fits into your business objectives, this is what my firm does. Get in touch with me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro or go to podcastlaunch.pro to see a list of all the services we offer clients all around the world. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, 
choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.